tiptoe through the window, by the window, that is where I'll become tiptoe through the tulips with me. USA in this hole. All right, well, hey, we're here with you. It's another episode of Porch Talk. I got Cobb here with me again tonight. This is Alan, and we got a few corrections to make, don't we? Yeah, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and so we're uh, we're about like a broken clock. We're going to be right at least twice a day, but we're due to be wrong. So with Halloween, we missed the director. Adam McKay. It's not the director. Sorry. It's David Gordon Green. And with Danny McBride, we know he's that... He's like producer. He, I don't know if he's a producer. I just know he co-wrote the screenplay. Yeah, so we just wanted to uh, correct that. And uh, <laughs> I'll make a correction. I said the new movie was going to continue after the second old Halloween. It was going to erase like Season of the Witch and all that after... But I read up earlier that it takes place like it's the sequel to the original Halloween. Okay. So, it's instead of taking that place, it's going to be coming right after the first one. Yeah. That's interesting. And so the plans are is that we're going to come go watch it this coming weekend, right? Yeah. And I seen earlier on IMDb, you got an 8.0, which is really good. Yeah. That was the big turnoff for Venom. We planned to go watch Venom last weekend for the release. Yeah. And... We changed our minds because, <laughs> like, you, you you never know where these the critic reviews are going to be, but like, there was nothing good coming from this. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for a red box on this, and we'll kind of leave it alone. But it kind of sucks because we put so much hype on Venom. So, well, we probably end up going yeah, and watching. Anyway. Looked awesome. Yeah, and I like the, Tom Hardy. Yeah, that was the thing. I think it was one of the interviews Andrew was telling me. He was like. Tom Hardy wasn't even satisfied with the way it turned out. I would I haven't seen that interview and I can't testify to that, but for those of you who have seen it be like correct us right. It sucked or was it good? So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But those are your corrections. And so moving on into the show, we were gonna start in UFC. Yeah. What's up? It's crazy to like end that interview with Derek Lewis. He said that he was gonna be waiting for some time before yeah. fighting for the title and well look at the next card. They Came with the check, I guess. Right. And so he'll be fighting DC. Yeah. Maybe he's got another Hail Mary in him. But what really sucks is whoever wins that, they have a storm coming. You talking about Brock Lesnar? (laughs) That's not somebody I'd want. It looks like he would ride horseback with a battle axe into war. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... I know he's no UFC legend or anything, but he just... He looks like I invented him on a video game. Right. It's like, yeah, stats 99. Yeah. Let's give him the most physique frame. Let's make him the right height, and he's going to just pulverize you. Can I get the brow adjusted all the way up? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, so heavyweight UFC, it's going to be interesting over the next few cards. Brock Lesnar is re-entering the UFC. Well, hopefully. Still got to pass at USADA. And so on top of that, just with everything that's been... Continue to that'd be a fun with. match, Brock Lesnar and Derek Lewis. I don't think Derek Lewis is gonna win, but that'd be fun. Yeah, it would be a fun one. Yeah, it would definitely be a fun one. I think Brock Lesnar just take him to the ground. Let's wrestle. You think so? 
Yeah, Brock Lesnar is like legit wrestler. He was like NCAA national champion in college. See, I didn't know all that. I, I yeah. remember, do you remember when he was in the UFC the first time? My favorite moments or my favorite fights from Brock Lesnar was with him and Frank Mir. Yeah. And so the first time that they fought, Frank got him with uh, submission. Like leg bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they, they met again. It was UFC 100. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar won that one. Do you know how he won? One with a KO. Come on. A KO. Mm-hmm. KO to go. Ain't with that submission. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of Brock Lesnar's wrestling background. I mean, other than the fact that he was a professional wrestler. Yeah, I, he was the national champion at Minnesota. I, I had no go idea. Go Gophers. <laughs> Gophers. Cool. All right, so in other parts of the UFC, we have a lot of drama still flying high Could around. Nargra Madoff. Mm-hmm. Did I nice. say that right? I think you got it. I've try been practicing. It. Try it one more time. Khabib Nargamadoff. Dude, I'm for it. Yeah, it's it's close enough for me. So there's still a lot of drama f- flowing around this, and so Khabib has supposedly come out and said that if you are going to say that my friends, my teammates... They said brother in tweets. Brother. I mean, they're not legit brothers, but like his team is his brothers from that. If you want to allow them to fight in the UFC, I'm done. Yeah, he don't care. It's not about fame or money. Well, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, if you wanted to say it was about legacy, well, you pretty yeah, much ruined that, that true. night that but you acted out the way that you did after proving your point in the ring. I don't know. It's just... So anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where that's going to develop. Who's I wanted to stay in UFC. Just because he's undefeated, twenty-seven zero. That's a long streak. Man, what is it? Just I mean, it's a Mayweather. Him. Like, throw something at him. What next? He's not going anywhere. I'm not buying any of that. He's. That's. that's mm, I think that's all just to kind of dramatize a lot of what's going to be happening. Yeah. It's because you know UFC just got a deal with ESPN, and so seeing the cards, it's it's going to happen a whole lot more. Yes. It's going to be more publicized. UFC is going to be on ESPN. It's gonna be yeah exactly. That's that's dope. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And so like you're gonna have U.S. fighting sports on. I mean, other than boxing. What if they have ESPN? a weekly show, or like undercards or whatever? You know what I was hoping that they were gonna do, and I hope that Dana White and the UFC will do this eventually. Is they they would do what the WWE does with the WWE. That's what it's kind of like hard for me to keep up with UFC. It's like. I have to watch all these pay-per-views to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's some of the things that they could really capture if they went with like a UFC network. But I think bringing in ESPN, I mean, that's media all over the place. And everybody watches ESPN. Anybody likes sports, I mean, that's where you're going to be. And so I think that'll make it more relevant and prevalent in, you know, today's sport culture. And if you eventually want to go off into the UFC network, I, I think it'd be foolish not to because then you could branch out and do not only have your cards and your pay-per-views. Yeah, have everything. The yeah. library. Yeah, you could you could have the ultimate fighters and all documentaries. those Documentaries. You could have, you know... You do documentaries, man. That's you could do documentaries. You could like, just like, and let you me could know do, this person as a regular person. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, I was, I was hoping maybe UFC would go that direction in the future, and I don't know what all it takes. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like these up and comers, let me see them, see them develop. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's always good to get around like Dyke and Deal, and they know a whole lot about you know oh, UFC yeah. and 
man, they can kind of tell you, oh, this fighter, this is who I would pick for this, and this is why. And they know the background. They've done the research with me just coming in and just, you know, watching the card with them. Yeah, mad shout-out to them because I didn't know that much, and I learned a lot just from one night being around them. Yeah, I mean, they're very informed, and they're they're good at sharing the information. Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah, watching UFC with those guys, it's always good. Cause I mean, you're gonna you're gonna learn something while you're watching the fight. It's always interesting. Can I put you in a triangle right now? Try. Come on. No, you can't do that. No, I'm not gonna do that right now. Not uh, not practicing wrestling craps. Not practicing submission craps. Not having any of these craps. And so let's step our way while we're in sports. Let's move off into this madhouse of a weekend that we call college football. And. I didn't get to catch a whole lot of the ball games. I was I went to the Bama game. Hey, War Eagle, baby. <laughs> war Eagle. Okay, I'll give you a War Eagle on that. <laughs> no doubt about it. But that wasn't the only crazy thing that went down this weekend. What up? <laughs> what went down? <laughs> so Bama had another practice game. Yeah, good practice. Yeah, it was another good practice. Tua came in with a sprained knee, and he went down during the game. And yeah, went for that slide. I think that was the biggest deep breath in the state of Alabama when that went down. <gasps> We get awesome backup though. He got up. Yeah. He went to the tent for like 15 minutes, didn't he? Mm-hmm. On the sideline. Mm-hmm. He, did. he did. He did. Mom came down there. That did happen. Well, how did the running game look? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm kind of siding with saving on that one. How did their five five star <laughs> running backs look? We haven't run the ball as much as what is typical of Alabama football. And I'm okay with that. I think Saban said it best in that interview where. How much is a passing touchdown worth? Yeah, it's the same amount. And so whether we're getting it done in the air or we're getting it done on the ground, I don't care as long as we're getting it done. Yeah, we got a quarterback that's like an assassin, yeah, laser so. beams, and they're so accurate. Yeah, and so, I mean, on top of that, you got Damian Harris and Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, definitely helps. So, I, okay, if you can shut down the pass, if you can shut down that, well, now you got to stop this stable. On top of the receiving core that we have. Yeah. It's just ridiculously There's like fast. four future NFL players that are receiver right now at Alabama. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's or game, on the street. It's game-breaking. Yeah. And so, just being at the game, my thought was, well, I know Diggs is out, and Patrick Sertain is going to be taking his place. And so that was where my eye was. And you got Drew Locke coming to town. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke's coming, which ain't a bad quarterback. They ain't going to win, but maybe he has good stats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did he look? I liked him. Uh, but I like Drew Locke. Yeah. I think he's a good quarterback. He's He kind of reminds me of like a McElroy or a McCarron, a good game manager. Yeah. Makes really good decisions, can get down the field. And he did that. Throw it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take the sack instead of an interception. Mm-hmm. And that was a little nerve-wracking. Well, not really, but – that Diggs was out and Patrick Sertain was going to be moving over, but he had done some work over in the corner position. Yeah. But I didn't know. So I watched the side of the field, and I didn't think that Mizzou kind of picked on it enough, or maybe they knew better. I don't know. They're like, that's another five-star over there. Yeah. I've seen this all out real on Hulu. Not Hulu, <laughs> but Huddle. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, by the way, Patrick Sertain's dad, he was he was pro football player too, by the way. So oh, yeah. Definitely. Probably genetic. Yeah, he'll, probably, he'll, he'll be pro. It's probably five star at least, and he had a good game. So it was it was interesting because you know how I am. I'm 
I'm watching certain sides of the field. I'm watching certain players. Like I, when Mizzou had the ball, of course, I eyes on Drew Locke, and then I was watching the side of the field that Sertain was on, and I was yeah, watching, you're watching like an eagle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just important parts. I watch the line. Yeah, I want to see what each line is doing. Yeah. Who's winning? Who's winning the battle? And I don't know. I, it's it's good to be at the game, but over weekend like it was this weekend, I almost thought it would, may have been better to be at the house and just to watch all this crap that went down in the, the, the top twenty five this weekend. Pretty much all games going to be worth watching at house, as, unless it's like LSU and Auburn, just because it's Iron Bowl. But I told you LSU was up and Georgia was down. I still don't buy it. I <laughs> tell you that. We was talking the opposite. Yeah, we were. We're no experts. I never said I was an expert. I was just telling you what I thought. Yeah, I thought LSU was down. It was like... I still don't know who LSU is. All smoke in the mirrors, you know what I mean? I still don't know. I, I, they beat Georgia. Okay. I don't think... Did Georgia look Georgia's good? a middle of a pack team. They don't look like... I don't know. You know what's crazy is what if... Kentucky somehow went on to win the East. I hope that happens. So the dream's not over. I I think this weekend is coming Saturday's Kentucky and Georgia. That's going to be Kentucky at 2.30 on CBS. I don't know if I've ever seen Kentucky at 2.30 on CBS. That's a huge game. Hey, Kentucky, don't don't go to sleep over here. It ain't just basketball anymore. I'm going for them. You know, if, if Georgia's going to ruin my projections for the season, you know what? Go ahead and lose Kentucky while yeah. you're at it. Let's say that. Uh-huh. Alabama versus Kentucky in the <laughs> SEC Championship. In Atlanta. First time in history, probably. And they're running back, talk trash in the press conference, and get smothered up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, with some of the other games that went on, so Notre Dame got past Pitt. Yeah, nineteen fourteen, I think. Yeah, so a lot of like people. Were, oh, it was close. Well, yeah, it's part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Pitt's a little tough team, and some people would say that Missouri and Alabama was a little bit closer than anticipated, and it was a twenty-nine point difference. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how awesome they are. Yeah, they only won by twenty-nine instead of forty-five. They didn't score fifty points. They're down. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you, you you're good to have a struggle every now and then. Struggle win, as he would say. So, Auburn got struggle lows. <laughs> Never saw that coming. I did. Never. Auburn's going to get beat this weekend by Ole Miss and be 500 winning percentage. They're going to be 4-4. Four and four. You know why? No. Like I said, I'm no expert, but, like, I think they're losing the locker room. The defense is awesome, but when you're, like, on the field for 40 minutes – and your offense is, like, struggling the whole time, and you're just working, you start to give up. And then Ole Miss is coming to town, explosive offense, Auburn's offense struggling, mm-hmm. defense is going to give up. Dude, that, that was something that – well, you finished the Auburn game with us at the house. Yeah. And that was, that was the first comment that you made, they're laying down. Yep. They're laid down. Stedham. Had a tough season. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I wish he went pro last – Last year when he had a chance. He had no protection, Because, like, he ain't going pro this year. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I'm not going to say that. He's coming back it. for a senior year. Malzahn needs a dual threat. I don't know why he got away from that. That's what works. And that. So, as an Auburn fan, are you calling for his head? 
No. I mean, I want to. But I just signed him to seven years, 49 million, I think. Start a GoFundMe. And this is the first year of that contract. A GoFundMe, whatever. <laughs> I hate that. That's Facebook garbage. A GoFundMe. They ain't going to pay that dude like... He served his $49 million one year. He's probably going to $42 million for the next six years or whatever. It's probably more than that, $40 million. They ain't going to pay that dude like $40 million for the next six years to sit on his couch, Mm-mm. then bring in some new coach and pay him millions. Dude, he could join Gene Chisnick on the SEC Network. I wouldn't. He's boring. At like press conference, it's just as... It's probably how old it would be as coach. Like, ask me a question, I'm going to say the typical stuff that I've seen on how to answer questions from the press as a college football coach. <laughs> I Googled it. Yeah, we're just going to get together and we're going to work harder and strive. Yeah. Meow. Meow, 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 And so that was, that was the first time that I think Tennessee had locked in the SEC win in two years. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Mm-mm. I'm an Auburn fan. And every time they're, like, in the top ten, we get hype. Mm-hmm. And every time they're ranked in the top ten, it's a letdown season. And next year, they'll probably be good. They'll probably come in. I'll buy the magazine that comes out in May, the Lindsay, and they'll be ranked, like, 32. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably go, like, 11-1 and one or something. I don't Yeah. That's in why the I regular season. So, it was too much hype on them. Is that what you're saying? It, it ain't too much hype on them. That's just like it's an Auburn curse. That's the majority of my lifetime. Like top ten. I don't let down. I ain't got over it yet, dude. I don't know how Tennessee. Like Cam Newton's year, it was they was ranked like twenty eight when they started. Yeah, I know. I remember that clearly, like it was yesterday. But I don't get over how Tennessee's gonna come into Jordan Hare the way it is because that that is such a tough place to. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. That's another reason. And we just lost to Mississippi State, which is like a – it's a swing game for how the season turns out. Mm-hmm. If you lose to Mississippi State, oh, it's going to be a bad year. You win, okay. You got a good upside. Yeah, and Auburn lost. And next week, it went to Tennessee. It didn't go to Tennessee. It was Tennessee coming to Jordan-Hare at 11 in the morning. And it's hard to get up for that. Yeah, it really is. Alabama will have to – Two 11 o'clock games in a row. Dude, that was stupid. Well, I, I, hate, I hate having to wake up and just like halfway sleepy-eyed and here we are watching my team. Yeah, I want my 2.30. Beat the brakes off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 2.30, 6 o'clock kickoff. And beat the brakes out of them then. I don't want to see a, a beating at 11 You want to say at 6 o'clock. I like the 6 o'clock games. Yeah, that's, that's my the time, evening. man. Yeah, That's how you plan the evening out right there. West Virginia got beat. Mm. Yeah, it's a... All right, so that, 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 was, that was top runner in the, the Big 12 right now. Behind, yeah. Behind Texas. Yeah. Or Will not behind Greer, Texas, but next to Texas. Will Greer, Heisman Hopeful. Mm-hmm. That don't look good on him compared to Tua. Well, I don't, I don't know if the, the Heisman, I don't know if it's going so well for Tua right now because I think the argument is, well – he doesn't play four quarters. It's going good for him because his team's going to be in the playoff. I hate that. It's a team-like trophy to me now. I don't see that. You don't see that? Yeah, Baker Mayfield last to win it. That was, a playoff. He, that was a playoff team. 
The last one I remember was like. He's also the most essential RG3. player in the league. RG3. Okay. That's like the last one. I don't, I don't care if you come from like a 11 and like a 1 and 11 team. If you're awesome and your team just sucks, like, I don't like all that your team has to decide this individual trophy. Okay, so you're saying like it was a 6 and 6 team. Like, let's just say. It's like, damn, this team. Let's, just, let's just say that the quarterback for Oregon, if they didn't win another game, and they like him. I think he's like number three, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, he's going to have to be good anyway for to be a quarterback position. He's going to have to have a good completion percentage. Let's, let's just say he showed out for the rest of the season, but somehow Oregon was unable to pull off a win. And you're saying that. Like this dude, just Johnny Manziel running in the backfield, elusive. Mm-hmm. Like receivers getting open because he got time. Cause he's, because he's making things happen. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. But they still lose. Yeah, but, like, that dude right there, they get more like him. So are you saying, like, with some of the Heisman winners, okay, over the past few years, what about uh, Notre Dame's Heisman winner, uh, the guy who had the made-up girlfriend in the shower? He didn't win it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't win it either. Ooh, I got my hand on the stove. That's hot. It burns. Christian McCaffrey should have won it over Derrick Henry. I don't care what you say. That dude was a human highlight reel. YouTube him. His junior year. He wasn't that good his senior year. I mean, he was still straight, but that dude did everything. Running back position, touchdown, 70 yards. Receiver position, touchdown, 70 yards. Kickoff, touchdown. Punt, touchdown. It's just the the playmaker. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Alabama was competing for the national championship, and Derrick Henry, he carries the team. I'm like, this dude over here, they're still a respectful team, and he is balling. Yeah. I, if I was voting for Heisman right now, it'd be Tua. Really? Yes. Who are you going to vote for? Tua's great. Penn State's quarterback's good. Yeah, Penn State's quarterback's good. Tua is great. But he's the only team that's going to be like, Loses three games, and he's like the leader that carries a team mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they should have beat up. That was sad that they didn't beat Ohio State that night. You hated The that? whiteout game. I remember that one time that Georgia caught a blackout in Alabama. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was like, we never knew it this blackout again. They got curb stomped. Yes. I always like it when things happen like that for people. Oh, you was caught upset? You want everybody to wear black? You wore yeah. black to your own funeral. <laughs> I like that. Auburn and Alabama don't do that. I wish Alabama would do it. Just get away from tradition. Mm-mm. That's right. Tradition runs too heavy. Yeah. I like that our teams don't do it. Auburn should wear orange jerseys. No. Shut it down. <laughs> Alexa. Searching. Funny Tyler. Turn around. Loading. Jeffrey Dahmer. What? Ed Kemper. What are you talking about? Flat Earth. Uh, yeah. Now you, now you lost me. I, I do not. Wait, Flat Earth. Kyrie Irving, man. Look at your shoes. They're flat. I'm a believer now. <laughs> flat Earth. Flat Earther. Yeah. They don't call them airplanes for no reason. They're 
planes. Okay. All right. Well, that is... That was Turnaround by Bonnie Tyler, and that was Flat Earth by <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving. All right. So now, hey, let's move on into October. Halloween. The witching season. So you want to pause this and watch The Crow? That's Halloween, maybe. That's a good one. We could do that. Next time you get a comic book person on here, let, ask them about The Crow. That's comic book. Do that. Cool. I'll do it. I'll be interested. So let's let's move on in the territory that we've kind of flirted with. Let's go off into this serial killer world. What's up? Do you want to know? What about that uh, Greyhound bus cannibal? I showed you that on YouTube. You did do that. I remember watching those interviews. So we'll unload this story. This happened in Canada, right? Yeah, it's uh, like the local news interviewing this guy that was involved. He was a hero, kind of. His storytelling feels like I'm kind of there, and I don't want to be there. But this is this foreign guy in the middle of nowhere, Canada, on a Greyhound. He was chill, sitting in the front. They stopped. He smoked a cigarette, talked to a girl, got back in, went to the back, sat behind the seat of the witness guy. And he sat by this dude on this seat. Now this is the killer? Yes. So, as of this point, regular dude? Yeah. Regular yeah. day? Yeah, just... Another day on the bus? Boring, long trip in Canada on a Greyhound bus. Okay. But things they're were about interviewing, to change. Yeah, they're interviewing the guy from this YouTube video, if you look up Greyhound bus killer, or cannibal, not killer, cannibal. But he, he continued on with the story. He's like, yeah, he sat down. He was calm. He was casual. He sat by the guy behind me that had headphones on. He's kind of like trying to sleep or something. Uh-huh. He's just chill. Yeah. And then he said, the dude stood up all of a sudden with a Rambo knife and just started jabbing him in like the neck, shoulder area. And everybody, like, that dude stands up and is like, everybody get off the bus. Get off the bus. Yeah, and everybody gets off the bus. And they're just like off in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road. And then like dudes in there with the victim. And they're like, they try to shut the bus door where you come out. Like when you was getting on the school bus when you was little. Yeah. There's like a button or something there. But like he beat him to it where he got a crack and he was like trying to slash at him with a big knife. Oh, wow. Yeah. He left and went back to the victim in the back of the bus. And when they left, they like locked. They pushed that button to lock that door. Mm-hmm. Locked and, uh, him in there. And at some point, he went to like try to drive it off, but the driver of the bus like had a kill switch or something. Yeah, something like that. He, the dude getting interviewed didn't know what it was, but I know like on front end loaders they have like that that battery where you turn you just flip a switch and mm-hmm. it's like you ain't going nowhere yeah, if yeah, you don't yeah. know about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't get like dark and stuff. He's just held up hostage in that. Like, the dude's up in there with the victim, and it's been like an hour or so, probably two or three, I don't know. But, like, did, uh, it's a truck driver that pulls over that comes up on this scene out from the middle of nowhere, and he tries to help and stuff. It's the bus driver, this witness, and this truck driver, and it's night, and they, like, get to the front of the bus where it's kind of a light and stuff. Oh, and, hold it right there. So, like... 
It wasn't just three people on this bus, so it was like a full bus. Oh, yeah, it's a full bus. This is like just innocent bystanders, probably like 25 of them or 30. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Just a over full there, like, freaking throwing up and stuff. Yeah, for, you, you just saw some wild stuff. Oh, it, it's about to come. So these three dudes are at the front of the bus, and they can kind of look into the bus because there's like lights on in there and stuff. Oh, but so they open up, they go into the bus. I think they, I can't remember. But I know, like, I know they're there on the outside of the bus in the front, and they can just see him messing around back there where the victim's at. Mm-hmm. What he was doing was sawing the dude's head off. And they see him start walking towards them because they're in the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's walking towards them and everything. Then the closer he gets, he starts holding up the severed head, and they're just freaking out. Yeah, of course. Finally, like, authorities get there. After 27 hours, it feels like, probably to them. Mm-hmm. And the dude was arrested. He went to a mental insane asylum in Canada, because this is where it takes place. And after, he was like bipolar and didn't take his pills or something. I don't know. But after five years of insane asylum, he's walking the streets today in Canada. And so what are some of the other famous serial killers that come to mind when you think about war. oh the worst to me up there were jeffrey Dahmer. this is a two box killer the two box killer okay david well, parker ray what was his thing he was in a sex torture you know like there's a cargo shipping box they put on boats is that what it's called mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 this dude was like a park ranger in elephant butte nevada I think. Okay. And he lived in like a trailer park or something. He had like a little single wide, but he had one of those boxes. Mm-hmm. And he had a, invested a, over $100,000 in that box of like sex torture. Sex torture? Yes, yeah, sex torture. So we're talking Fifty Shades, like, Grey, yeah, like Times. When they busted him, the first thing shades. when they opened it up, they seen a gynecologist chair. Yeah. Getting heavy. But, like, I forgot which uh, little YouTube you can pull up for David Parker Ray. It's one of those, like, Discovery Channel shows or something like the ID Channel. Mm-hmm. It's like I Got Away or something like that. But it begins with, like, the girl that survived that got him caught. The show begins with, like, it's like that guy just driving down a dirt road or something. Just a random guy. And he... Pulls up on like a naked woman, bloody, with like a dog collar and a chain dangling. Like some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What in the world? Let me stop you right there. So, do you remember, this has been months ago now, Sullivan. Yeah. Sullivan. Oh, I forgot about that. Sullivan. And so there was this guy, he had abducted this chick in Hamilton, which is, you yeah. know, just a town adjacent to Sullivan. Yeah, it was like 20, 25 miles away or so. Mm-hmm. And so there's a train coming in the subject, and this the guy had abducted the girl from the Walmart, like she was with her family, just you know, just shopping. I think she, she wasn't even from here at this point. She had moved off, like life was somewhere else for her. Yeah. She just came home to visit. That's and up. got picked up at Walmart. Sex trafficker, I bet. <laughs> I think it was connected to that. I'm not 100 percent sure. And so anyway, there's this train, and they're all stopped. And, you know, maybe six, seven cars. I don't know. Go. Like, they're stopped. The train's going by. They're stopped in the yeah, car line. Yeah, you're stuck in this line. 
And so she rushes out of the car. Well, he hits her with a knife as she's escaping. She runs up, gets in this guy's truck. She's already held captive. Yeah. She, but she breaks out of the car. Get away. This is my moment. There's a train coming. There's yeah. a lot of people. You I can get out of this car. Cars everywhere parked. I can get out of this car. Well, as she's getting out, she gets stabbed. Well, she gets on out, and she runs up. And of all the trucks to get in, yeah. picture a teenage cop in high school, 11th grade. And a bloody girl just hops into your Ford Ranger. <laughs> or just, you know, a small pickup. Yeah. I just what, what's going I just through? got my driver's license. I woke up to this. I'm on the free road. Yeah, so you're sitting here at the train, you know, probably just probably just I got skimming some freedom through now. Skimming through crap on your phone trying to pick whatever you're gonna listen yeah. to next, and here comes a girl, hops in your truck, locks the door behind her, she's bloody, and she's like, guy behind us coming up. Get out of this, turn around, turn around, go the other way. And he's trying to kill me. Oh, he maybe he's on foot. He gets out of the car and he's coming up, and so another guy gets involved, gets uh, out of his some truck, other random park guy pulls a pistol on the guy, and gets him to you know you better stop or I will yeah. put a bullet nice. in you. Nice. And so the situation is contained. So we thought hops back in his car after the train's over, takes off back toward Amory. Yes. Eventually gets caught. But how wild! And this is here. Yeah, that is crazy. Well, while we're here, let's finish up this topic with some of the more famous. More famous what? Serial killers? Yeah. <laughs> this is disturbing. I just know a lot about them. <laughs> you want to... I recently learned about Catherine Knight, Australian woman serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Share, share these stuff. She ain't a serial killer. She's just a... Horrible person that murdered an innocent boyfriend later on in her 40s or 50s. Okay, so unload this. What, what went down? Like, she grew up in abuse and all that. Was mean. Mean as a rattlesnake. Just like people feared her when she got big enough to throw fisticuffs and stuff like that. Just wild. Okay. But she, every boyfriend she had, she just abused into it. That dude just broke and like, I got to get out of here. And like, left town. So she, she wasn't the one that was abused. She was the one doing the abusing? Yeah. Okay. Young in the game, she, she pursued her dream of uh, taking a career working at a slaughterhouse. She built her way up to, to the game to, like, I think Slaughter Pigs is the only woman. And uh, her best friends were, like, you know how you get to, like, her knives, a set of knives, like, the folded out, and, like, she had a case. Like, okay. Those, yeah. those were her babies. Okay, that, that, was, that was her pride and joy. Yeah. It's like me showing you my Telecaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, she had, the, she hung those above the bed, her bed, with all these boyfriends who are like, oh, but I'm not tonight. Yeah, no like kidding. Like threaten them. No kidding. Stuff. Mm-hmm. They eventually dipped out into an old homeboy at the end. Her, her victim turned into a curtain. One more time. She what like. Was, what, was, what, what was just said? What was this said? What? He turned into a curtain. She, like a what, curtain. She like skinned him. 
Oh my. And hung him like to dry. He told his neighbor, if you don't see my like vehicle I go to work in, if you see my vehicle there at my home, when you go to work, something's happened. And on that morning, he seen it. His vehicle's sitting there. And he called the law. So the, like, he called the law and stuff. And they went in and, like, you know, single file line, probably pointing everywhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they go through, like, a door frame and bump into something. And it's like, oh, it's a little wet. And they, like, gather around after they scan the perimeter and, like, turn around. Turn bumped in. Turn around. They look at the door frame and it's like, oh, that's a curtain of a person. Mm. It's like, I mean, that's disturbing. Extremely. Happy Halloween. Yeah, wouldn't. I wouldn't walk away from that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a bunch of them quit. Yeah, no And kidding. have nightmares still this day. Yeah, absolutely. And Catherine Knight's serving life in prison. Being a model prison running the stuff, I guess. Ugh. I don't know if it's model... I don't... Well... She ain't suffering. Now my stomach is sick. Let's... We talk had... about unicorns or dolphins or something? Yeah. Happy thought. Happy thoughts. No, so we, we had one more, but it is to push mine hunters. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I like true crime, and that's a Netflix show, Mine Hunters. It's the FBI getting into, like, trying to figure out the serial killers, their patterns, their background, everything like that. They're psychological. And all the other, like, police enforcements are like, oh, why are you wasting your time with this stuff? Why are you interviewing these serial killers? And it's like actual serial killers, and they're pretty accurate the way they look and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's my Netflix. That's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. If not, it's probably my favorite show. Okay. I'm not playing. So, check it out, Mindhunters. Yeah. We are done. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> we're, we're done spooking you out for the episode. So, we're going to move on to happier thoughts. Let's Let's talk about music. 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 Make me lose control. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. So what's been good lately, man? What have you been listening to? I just listen to a bunch of old stuff. You know, I really like that gets me up. Gets me clapping my hands. Clapping your hands. Snapping my thumbs. Snapping them fingers. I really like some Rory. God's Whisper. Rory, God's Whisper. Yeah, yeah. I hear the secret. I hear the whisper. How'd you find that? I watched a, a Shia LaBeouf movie called American Honey that was certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Certified I just fresh. bought it because it went in no red box in these little small towns. Hey, I'm your one audience of the low key movies. Come bring them. But it wasn't available around here, so I had to buy it. I took a chance, mm-hmm. and I liked it. A now, we, we started a little bit. It's a long movie. Yeah, it's like three hours. That's the bad thing, but, like... I liked his character, and like, yeah. I've, I've seen the first 45 minutes of it, and so Shia LaBeouf's character in this, he's got, like, this, like, rat tail. Yeah, it looks like he's got short hair in front, and then he's got, like, a braided rat tail. 
and he's he's really playing off this bad boy, really being misunderstood, and he's like he's a got salesman. His pants on with the white button down with mm-hmm. suspenders. It's a love story, too. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen enough of that, but like I, I really like the the female lead role so far, and I, I've really enjoyed Shia LaBeouf's role, and, the, and that's all I've seen so far. Check out American Honey, but while we're on Shia LaBeouf, McEnroe, man, McEnroe, Borg versus McEnroe. That's an underrated red box movie. I hate when people say they ain't nothing in red box, and I'm like, there's like 20 low key movies in there straight. Mm-hmm. And for example, Borg and McEnroe. Okay, so when did this movie come out? It came out like two months ago on Redbox. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a movie that would come in theaters here, it'd been like at film festivals. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy about this movie to me? was it really done a good job of, I don't remember if it was the last time that we met for the podcast or the time before that, where we were really talking about the... Being true. Not only being true, but talking a whole bunch of crap, but it's for a purpose. Yeah. You saw in the McEnroe's game, he was being extremely disruptive, and tennis is a gentleman's sport. Yeah. That's but, his, but he was he's ex- a rock star. He's a rock star. He's extremely disruptive, and he is saying Always that complaining to the the ref guy <laughs> mm-hmm. in the big chair about things that are throwing his game off in the audience. But he's actually throwing the other. You remember the scene where off. he's about to like serve, and he's like, "These pigeons, pigeons, man, pigeons for real. Come on!" It's like nobody knows what you're talking about. He's like, "You don't hear these." <laughs> You know what? Let's just play. He's just bouncing. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of ties into some of the things that we were talking about last week. Or, like I said, whenever we were talking yeah. last about this, you have to market yourself and you want to build hype on what you're about to do. Yes. And so the point, the redheaded guy, in the movie, I can't remember his name at the time, but him and McEnroe were, were friends. Oh yeah, and the conversation in the locker room, he was like, he was like, "What did he lose his ankle thing? Mm-hmm. His ankle brace?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Look, a sore loser." What What you did to me out there wasn't cool, man. That wasn't cool. We're friends. You, you, we're man. We're friends. You, you threw my game, and he's like, "By the way, nobody likes you." Nobody likes you. And when they look back in history, what they're going to remember about you is the fact that you were a butthole. They're not going to remember how good you were at tennis. They're just going to remember about how much crap you talked and the fact that nobody liked you. He was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> so I don't know who that guy is. And so I you want to talk about John these... McEnroe. You want to talk about McGregor? And you don't, you don't like the, the market that he's playing for himself? Yeah. Proper number 12. Proper number 12. We had a little league baseball team that we coached, me and Andrew. Yeah. And we were like the bad news bears for this season. And I always like to describe every team that I coach as this way. But Misfits. I, I really honestly believe that like every team I've ever had the privilege of coaching, like we have always had a disadvantage. Yeah. Ex- like With the exception of like one year when I was helping out with Mike. But – me and Andrew had this team, and it was 11, 12-year-old boys. 
and I don't remember if we didn't go to the draft day or what happened, but I just remember <laughs> like looking at the other Millport team and our team. You got the last round picks. It wasn't good. You got they did y'all dirty. Yeah, we, we, they met up and drafted. Yeah, like they they had like they <laughs> had they had like eight here. Mm-hmm. They get the leftovers. I they, don't mean to talk about kids, but they did you dirty like that. They, 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 had they the, meant to. They had the top three players. Yeah. And granted, we had our fast cats and like the the players from the year before. No, no, when I say fast cat, I'm talking oh. about a guy that I can like put at the start of the lineup, get him on base yeah. and like still second, still third and still home, no problem. Yeah. And we had these special skilled players, but it was finding out how they work. And I'm cursed, but it's like the best curse. I always have this one player on every team I've ever coached who just wants to give me lip. And I'll tell you this, dude. And so we had started this church soccer league, and it was the first season. And I didn't know dog about soccer. Yeah. And we didn't really. What's that yellow card? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what she was like. Mm-hmm. And I spent most of my childhood and like teenagers making fun of soccer, and so that was ironic in you know, of itself. It's more dangerous than football. It can be. It's more concussions. And so, of course, I get this rowdy kid, redheaded. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Stick together. Represent, gingers, unite. Yeah. It's our first practice. And we had just got through practicing. It was at the end of the it was the end of the practice, and I had just you know we got the kids huddled up, and I was about to share a short little devotion with them. And I shared the devotion, and the kid spoke up, and he was, coach, 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 Allen, coach, coach Allen. I got I got something to share. I said, go ahead, brother. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I was like, maybe I was like, Did something I just say, just like, are you inspired way? right now? Are you inspired? This is about to be the best thing ever. Go. You had the floor. Anyway, I, I think it'd be a great idea if you'd stop eating McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is baller. <laughs> uh, excuse me, <laughs> Coach. Stop eating McDonald's. And I was like, Ryan, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of McDonald's. Wherever you eat, stop eating there. <laughs> you're fat. I was like, Ryan, I'm not that fat. He's like, you're fat. Ryan always ended up on my team after that because like that was one of my favorite stories to share. I was like, we just had practice. I shared this devotion, and the kid interrupts the devotion like. I thought it was all respectful. I was yeah, cool. I, yeah. And this dude just calls me out, and he just rags me. <laughs> like dang that sucks <laughs> but, so you think i'm fat well guess what happens for you next practice you're gonna run till you throw up and then you're gonna run some more but <laughs> like, levi knows because we had ryan for basketball yeah <laughs> and it was the same thing man he was he was given so much sass and he was always i like having those players you know, yeah, it's cocky. You need a little bit of cockiness in you to mm-hmm. be a. Yeah, I, I like. I'm not against confidence. The comp- a lot of man. people are thrown off by that. A lot of people don't like it, but I like it in sports. I like the confidence, and I like the. You can, you can. You, talk, gotta, you can talk a little smack, especially if you're a quarterback. To me, mm-hmm. you gotta be. You're the leader of the offense. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a little right. confidence and cockiness to you. Yeah, and so we haven't even talked about music, so. 
<laughs> we got off in music just for a second and talked about movies, talked about sports, and now here we are back on music. I went to Oz today. How was that? When, if you're from this area, Tuscaloosa has Oz Music, South 15th. Support your local music store. Support Oz Music. And so what they've been doing for this football season is, like last week, after the game, we had a 30% discount off everything in the store on Sunday. And this week, since we beat Missouri by 29, they had 29% off everything in the store. Non-sale items. So if it was already on sale, you don't get the percentage off of that. So I, they want me to be an Auburn fan to go for them to beat them. Come on, beat them by 75%. I think the cap's dirty. I don't, I don't think it's going to work like that. <laughs> I think, I think the cat's started. It, 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 it doesn't, $20 CD, I'm getting it for $5. No, but I, I, I walked in there today and I bought three CDs and I paid 20 bucks. Nice. Leon Bridges, first one coming home. Yeah. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Nice. With uh, Go With The Flow. Yeah, you know it's the awesome the, video. The, the one with the pitchfork, you know, the, the, the red background with the black it's pitchfork. It's an awesome album. video. Go. With the flow, mm. we're driving down the road, and it's called cartoony like. Mm-hmm. Yep, very promiscuous video. And then I, I then I grabbed the uh, the the first hosier. You familiar with him? Yeah. And Is so, it hosier? I don't. I'm not getting off in that. Hosier. I don't say I, it like that. Hosier. Hosier. Hos. However, whatever. I like that album. On that hosier album, it's 14 tracks. The last one. Is a live track, tight, I, and I like it when people do that. Like, uh, let's give thirteen cuts from the studio and give one live. Yeah, yeah. And Raw. It, gives, it, it, gives Raw. You, it gives you a real feel of what they would be like live. Yeah, and, like this is the making of this CD. Mm-hmm. Get a little raw part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this, like it. Yeah, bare it, bones. It's like, like some of the comments that we made in the past on previous shows with like Radiohead. Well, if you fail to understand me when you hear my song on the radio or if you happen to stumble across my album and you didn't like it, if you see me live, it may change your mind. Yeah. All right, Cobb. This has been a, another episode of Porch Talk, man. Once again, thank you so much for being on with me. Hey, you know what's up? No, I don't. Tell me. Porch Talk. Dope. Thanks for having me on, bro. Yes, sir, man. Till next time. Peace. USA in this hope. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming around. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of years and years have gone by. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. And I need you more tonight. And I need you more than ever. And if you only hold me tight, we'll be holding on forever. (laughs) Nailed it.